This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. And away we go, week two in the NFL, week three in college. It's another smoking hot edition of the Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you, presented by PropSwap each and every week as we get you set for another weekend of football. Week two started with a doozy and a fun game filled with some drama last night in Arrowhead. We've got Bears and Packers on Sunday night. We've already got a coaching change and a major program in the college ranks. So a ton to talk about and a pretty good start. Picking up where we left off last year on the odds couple, trying to make money for everyone. We did give out some winners last week, Mikey, and we're going to try to do it again. Oh, no doubt, Carmen. You know, this is my favorite part of the show when we win. It's not my favorite part of the show <laughs> if we have a losing week. You were 2-0, uh, unstoppable once again. I was 2-1, uh, but I had Seattle as the one, uh, as my best bet, which was, mm. uh, I think I'm the only guy. I think I, I asked somebody to walk me across the street if they had Seattle, <laughs> and I, I was by myself. Uh, also, Randy went 1-1. One one. We he also had a couch change play for us uh, that uh, was uh, Texas uh, plus the mm. 11. But I also remember saying, uh, all of us saying we liked Minnesota. I mean, we can go all night long uh, like Lionel Richie if we want about all the things we were right about. Had a couple losses, but 6-2 and two overall in the media pool. I was 3-2. and two. You were 4-1 and one in my uh, um, invitational out there at the wonderful Circa. I went 3-2, and two, but I'm nice. in 7th place because I had the uh, best, best, I guess, bet, bet, if you will, Seattle. I mm. pulled that out. So everything went great. You went great. Randy was great. Uh, the show was great last week. I listened to it four times. I only listened to it twice if we lose. So I'm feeling good about this week, too, man. Yeah, I, I do, too, actually. When we get around to best plays later on, got a few good vibes yep. on some games for everybody. Um, we're going to talk to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller as we mm. go on today. We got a, a primetime Bears game to talk about. Uh, last week was a win, a cover, an oh. outright win. It was an ugly game. You, you've you seen them all. I mean, been there, done that, Mikey. Yeah. I think we all probably uh, – the, the game that we were most reminded of maybe Sunday was uh, the 1994 Halloween game when Buckus and Sayers had the jerseys retired. That game, I think, was much more miserable because it was so cold. At least mm-hmm. it wasn't cold on Sunday. But that rain, that monsoon, that was about as wet as I've ever seen a football game played. Certainly the wettest probably since that 94 game that I can remember the Bears playing in that kind of weather on Sunday. My my three favorite comics of all time, uh, Jackie Gleason was hilarious. You know what I mean? Uh, and I great like, as Minnesota Fats. Yes, and, you know, Eddie Murphy's great and stuff Love like him. that. But also uh, Bear fans and Twitter people who thought the weather had no factor in that game. I mean, that is just absolutely insane. I'll tell you what. Play in the rain sometime and then play on dry grass. Oh, you yeah. know what Aaron Rodgers wants? He wants 60 degrees. I thought thunderstorms or I heard thunderstorms were coming in. Now I'm hearing they may pass that. That's bad news for the Bears as mm. far as I'm concerned. Anybody, anybody that wanted to play that game last week on a dry field is insane. It came into the Bears' hands. It reminded me almost of the fog ball. Uh, mm. where we were going to lose that game, folks. I was there. We were going to lose that game. They had momentum. The Bears didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, 
God blew some fog in, and that's uh, the rest is history. So it was great for the Bears, great learning experience, and great, but they got a another learning experience coming up after a loss by Green Bay. Yeah, and uh, this is where uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers really thrive. It's a good segue, Mike. I mean, the Bears are catching, uh, depending on where you're shopping right now, nine and a half, maybe as mm-hmm. many uh, as ten points. The total has been hammered down just like last week's total, and yep. uh, it got even lower because of the weather conditions. But this one's been hammered down to 41.5. Bears and Packers on Sunday night from Lambeau in Week 2. Uh, when they lose in Week 1, they normally bounce back. When they lose period under Matt LaFleur, they bounce back. He has yet to lose back-to-back regular season games. And remember, they got hammered in New Orleans, the Packers did in Week 1 last week, and then they proceeded to go on a seven-game winning streak, which saw them go 6-0-1 against the number. Rodgers threw just 17 touchdowns to one interception over that span we know his dominance against our beloved Bears now 23 and 5 lifetime against the Bears including the playoff win with 61 touchdown passes to just 12 interceptions it's crazy he has completely dominated them if there's ever a time to get Green Bay could it be this week Mike because it still looks like Bakhtiari and Jenkins two key pieces on their offensive line are hurting and may not play and they're not the same team that they've been I mean I mean when they were beating the Bears back in the day they had studs everywhere you know, you had guys on defense like Clay Matthews, you know what I mean? Oh, Name yeah. guys. Uh, they have receivers that drop the bomb, the very first guy. That's right, uh, Christian Watt, the, the rookie. Right, and and, and, and there is where the Devontae Adams not being re-signed automatically came to everybody's mind right after that. Yeah. It played into their heads, I think, but they, you know what? They've been there before. Uh, it overwhelmingly tells me to take the Bears, but it's a... Sunday night game doesn't always come to form. He's on national TV, mm. Aaron Rodgers. I'm not touching this game. I'm Either sorry. I. I'm I've learned you. my lesson. You know, look, we I think a lot of us ended up getting, uh, getting the Bears taking those points, and I felt much better about that. I don't yep. bet the Bears often, but I, I felt good about that bet. The I weather conditions, I think, certainly helped. I had them. I'm with you on this week. Uh, this is not – I think the side is the Bears if you force me to pick, but I don't feel good about this one way or another. Not a game that's going to make my card this weekend. If I was forced to pick, I think I'd take those points, but you bring up an excellent point about uh, Rodgers in primetime and just his dominance in this rivalry. I think he's very confident. Home game, they normally bounce back. I think the number is now they've won 11 straight after a loss in the regular season. So it's just not a game I want to mess with. I don't want to mess with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and how about this, folks? You know what? Uh, you know, I, I had Matt Eumann, great guy uh, who runs the contest out there at Circuit, tell me, you know, I can't believe you went against Trubisky. If I went by my five favorite quarterbacks, I would have taken Russell Wilson last week mm, and would have lost. Yeah, I don't go lost, by my yeah. favorite quarterbacks, okay? I, you know, I would have taken uh, Mitch and one, but I would have taken Russell Wilson. I, who who would have thought? Mitch and Fields went on the same day. And, mm. and for the people that think that just because somebody gets five turnovers against a guy like Joe Burrow, who had the worst game he's ever had, even in Pee Wee football, in my opinion, I took Burrow. They still almost covered that game. But I didn't know when you get turnovers against a Super Bowl team on their home turf that you're automatically supposed to score. I mean, the defense for Cincinnati did a good job. Mitch came through, got it done. But uh, I took Fields and I bet against Mitch. How about that? Go figure. Yeah, go figure, folks. I don't go by who's quarterbacking. And they went to a Super Bowl site. I'll or a Super Bowl team site and got it done. I'll give Mitch credit. The the overtime, when they got the ball back after the missed field goal, that was a good oh. drive by Mitch. I will give him credit and for he, that. And he threw, uh, threw against his body to to the tight end. A uh, uh, perfect call. So, you know what? Perfect play. He came through when he had to. But you know what? It's a week-by-week thing. You got a guy starting.
starting for the first time for the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody's complaining that he didn't convert more turnovers? How about this? He didn't do what Herbert did last night. He didn't How turn about it over. Yeah, he didn't turn it he over, never which was does. good. He didn't turn it over, and that is key. I mean, if you can protect the football, it helps. Uh, boy, that game last night was fun. I'll tell you that. Herbert well, was I gotta tough be as honest nails. With you. He's tough as nails, but he made the biggest mistake of the game. He it was a bad mistake, him. yeah. And I if, don't know. if Mitch does that, and then Nagy for sure would have pulled him. I mean, but Nick Mitch has never thrown a pick six like that in his life. That was a bad read, but they went to the wrong guy. Everett had no legs left. He, he had was nothing. Out of You're right, 100%. And he didn't even bother to chase the guy. No. He was throwing up for something yeah, afterwards. He, he was toast. You're right. Yep. It looked like a big-time miscommunication. Huge mistake. Receiver. You know, it's funny. We were talking about the Steelers, too. Patriots-Steelers is this weekend. Mm. Uh, it's a far cry from... You know, Big Ben versus Brady. I mean, yeah. this used to be one of the marquee matchups. I think there are big-time questions for both these teams mm -hmm. right now. I agree. New England has dominated the rivalry for what it's worth in recent years. But, again, that's Brady and Belichick. Six and one straight up over the last seven. But here we go again. Second straight week where Tomlin's a dog. They're catching two and a half in the Steel City this weekend. Totals only 40 and a half. Mike Tomlin is 13-4-1 against the number as a home dog. Very impressive. But both these teams a little bit banged up right now. The mm -hmm. T.J. Watt injury is bad. Najee Harris has a bad ankle. Uh, Mac Jones for the Patriots has back spasms. Ooh, this is like normally we'd circle Patriots, Steelers, and be all over it. Mm -hmm. This is kind of uh, an ugly duck if you ask me this weekend. Yeah, if I had to lean right now, the read is early, and we're doing the show, and it's up by noon, folks. R Randy Merkin, the commander. Yes. Back to being the commander. He has done just a tremendous job getting the, the the podcast up because then I come on at 148. I can I can double down on some things, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's leaning Pittsburgh again. I'm not yeah. I'm probably not gonna bet this game. Uh but I think that, you know, maybe Pittsburgh had a stinker last week. I think it's good they have another uh, game under their belt. But, you know, they could easily lose this game. Belichick's a great coach. He knows how to put people in position. But T.J. Watt, the Watt oh, brothers, man. I'm glad you're so big and tough. But, you know, you're you're always hurt. The injuries are brutal. You're always hurt. I, I mean, what? Seriously, this is the worst thing that could happen yeah. to him. Because, yeah, Mac, that's something that the Jones doesn't have to worry about absolutely. going into this game. He's a wrecking machine. But, absolutely. you know, you got to stay on the field. 100%. It's like losing a stud running back. Yep. There are so many good games and oh. matchups to talk about. We're going to work our way through as many as we possibly can. Uh, when we come back, we'll check out the latest uh, at PropSwap. We'll see what the hot tickets are when we talk to Luke Pergandy. Tons of great football to talk about with you, so don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Mike and I are with you each and every week. We are The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. You can get us on demand anytime you want on the ESPN Chicago app. Catch up on all the great podcasts, the shows, the original podcasts. There's so much great content like our show here, so make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 every Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Perfect as uh, you're running oh. out and about to soccer games. And pretty games. soon after the Sox win the World Series, we'll be on Fridays. Back on Friday nights, yeah. that's right. So you can get us uh, plenty. And uh, we are talking NFL and college, and we have one of our favorite guests who's with us each and every week to talk about the hot tickets 
Uh, and the only place where America can buy and sell, uh, buy and sell all of its future wagers, uh, the great founding member of the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com, Luke Pergandy. Hey, Luke. Oh, happy birthday to her. Hey, guys. Hey, What's up, Mike? How What's are you, buddy? What's up, Whoa. Week one in the books. Week two started last night with a good one. Uh, there are always overreactions. But this, you know, because of that, it's a good time to maybe find some value in tickets that can be bought and sold uh, with you guys on the app or at PropSwap.com. Where are you seeing the biggest action right now and the biggest maybe overreaction and the biggest movement after what we witnessed in week one of the NFL season? I like the Eagles since, you know, before last week, but they moved, they were 40 to 1. You know, say a few weeks after last year's Super so like March, they're now down to twelve to one after one week of play. Like they beat the Lions, and again, like I, I like this team. I think mm-hmm. Philly's going to be a good football team this year, but Jalen needs to improve his passing. So I'm not ready to say twelve to one is is a fair number for them. I get it that the Cowboys are pretty much done; they're division rivals, so they'll they'll probably win that division now that Dak isn't going to play for half the season or more. But four of the ones seems a little too low um, for Philly. Uh, uh, Dolphins are a decent sized mover. The Commanders went from a hundred to one down to forty to one. Mm. And then lastly, um, the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings looked good. I would say that was probably my favorite team from last week in terms of value that you could have found. Could have found Minnesota around seventy to one before last week's game. They're now down to about twenty five to one. Um, I, I just think Kevin O'Connell is going to use this yeah. talented offense well and, um, you know, not the most difficult division. If we think Green Bay is going to be having a down year, we'll see. I realize that Green Bay dropped, you know, their, their first game last year against the Saints. They were mm-hmm. terrible. And then, of course, went on to win the NFC North easily. So we'll see. I'm not ready to, to say Green Bay is going to stink this year. But if it is a down division, a little bit easier path for Minnesota. I'll tell you what, uh, thank God I didn't uh, decide in my pools to take college football because people got destroyed last week. Oh, how about it? Oh, God, I mean, Texas A&M and others. But I want to talk about the pros for a little bit. What happens if Dallas sort of shocks Cincinnati? I mean, Cincinnati in a bad game. Uh, Carmen brought up a good point a couple weeks ago that Burroughs was off an appendectomy. He looked horrible. You know, mm-hmm. as it was, mm-hmm. and what you said that that maybe it might be over. What happens if Dallas came out? And you know, we talked about this last week. I said, what happens if the Bears win their game against San Francisco, and it worked out? What happens if mm-hmm. Dallas comes out and happens to win this game against Cincinnati, where we talked at the over/under for them, and you were even suspicious, Luke, of nine and a half. Yeah, so they're, gosh, I think they're around 20 to 1 just to win the division. Uh, to me, I would play that as a division mm-hmm. uh, future rather than a, a championship future. So yeah. grab them at 20 to 1, and if they can string together a couple wins, even without Dak being in there, that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they figure out the rushing attack. Even Zeke looked really bad last oh, Sunday yeah. night. But yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that would be the way to play it, would be play the divisional route and play versus going championship for Dallas. Hey, Luke, uh, the, real quick, you know, golf is huge for you guys. Um, we always talk about that with the majors in the rear view, uh, maybe some action come President's Cup time. But what about the live event? Has that gained any traction, tickets like that? It's here in Chicago this weekend at Rich Harvest, the Chicagoland area anyway, at Rich Harvest Farms out in Sugar Grove. They can't get Nickelodeon to, to televise I can't get anybody right no, now. You're right, Nobody's going to touch them. Is there some, do you guys see some, uh, some tickets being posted, though, some buying and selling for these live events? There is. 
Yeah, yeah, there is. Certainly check the website. You can just do a keyword search on the top, just type in live and, and see what pops up. We do. We are starting to see more and more. That, but that's exactly the issue. Mike's point is, is the lack of telecast. Sure. It just makes it difficult to gamble. And obviously you can stream it. Right. So you can have it, you know, up on your computer. But, you know, if it's NFL Sunday, in fairness, on, on Sunday you're going to be watching NFL games anyway. But uh, you can stream it. So if you, you have a computer, you obviously can watch it on that. But, yeah, they, they clearly need to get this. Uh, some major needs to carry it. So if America can watch it on their set-top box and then gamble on the quarterback. Luke, have a wonderful weekend. As always, we appreciate the info, buddy. And uh, we encourage everyone to check out and download the free app and check it out or go to PropSwap.com. We'll talk to you next Friday. Okay. Thanks, John. Thanks, Mike. Every See week, buddy. too. <laughs> Luke, I want to go to Mexico. I know, right? Luke well, well, wait, wait. He goes to Mexico. They're celebrating the birthday, okay? Right. I, I hit 70, and B goes, get some water out of the garage. That's my. <laughs> that's the way. That's the difference. <laughs> she didn't take you to Mexico, huh? No, that's, well, a, that, that's the bottom line. I, I didn't get an invite. We're still waiting to go on the prop, jo- uh, prop swap jet. Uh, one of Come these on. days, I do want to get on that. Oh, I want to go with Luke so badly. Luke was just talking about the commanders, the big move they've made after winning in week one. They Chico. go on the road to play the Lions. Yeah, Chico, love them. In week two. How about this, Mike? Uh, the Lions, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The Lions have become pretty enticing as an underdog. We talked about this last week. They covered again. They were getting blown out, and they backdoor covered again, 7-2 and two against the number in their last nine home games when getting points. But this is a more unfamiliar spot for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero such games in the last year plus. Detroit hasn't been a favorite, Mike, since week 11 of 2020, and they got smoked 20 to nothing. They got shut out in Carolina, but I don't know. What do we make of the Lions? They were they were they, they did come back, but they were way out of that game. Can they hang with the Commanders this weekend? I would take Washington. I'm not going to make it a major pick, but I would take Chico. I think that their their quarterback situation isn't uh, that bad to begin with. I think that uh, uh, the way that they played last week is okay. Detroit's hyped because of the uh, hard knocks thing that they did. Everybody likes the coach, which I happen to do too. But you got to show me. I mean, I brought it up last week for the 10th or 12th or 15th year. Everybody's waiting for Detroit again. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, not only should you be concerned about, you know, Detroit being far back early, but how about Philadelphia? You know? Yeah. I mean, that they barely won. And I'm a, I've been – it's no secret. I mean, I'm very high on Philly. I've got division tickets on Philly. Yeah. Um, over tickets on Philly. They won. I don't know if it was simply they took their foot off the gas a little. I'm still not totally convinced on Jalen Hurts. There are two teams in this league, one in each conference, that I think are – uh, maybe, maybe even three, uh, and, and we've talked about all of them, where you look at their roster and their expectations. Mm-hmm. Championship roster, huge expectations, but we have big-time questions about the quarterback. Well, I question Jalen. I question Tua, quite frankly. I don't think he had a great game. They should have pounded New England last week. And let's face it, the guy we've talked about more than anybody else, Trey Lance, that's a championship <laughs> roster, and they've got big-time questions around Let me Trey tell Lance, you Mike. something. FBI... This and I, FBI, you used to mean forever bothering Italians. I don't know. Football and Italians don't mix, I guess. You have a guy that's 35 and 16. I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. Forever hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, Italians. let's go to a novice on the road oh, when he played here, Jimmy Garoppolo. He grew up in Rolling Meadows, went to Eastern Illinois. It's a clown show that Kyle Shanahan 
is elevated because everybody loved the family and his dad. But I saw one of the stupidest starting quarterback debuts of all time. It should have been Jimmy G on his home turf with everything to, to go for, including playing in front of a lot of fans that happen to like him I'm, on the road. We gave the stat out last week, folks. It is now 8-29. That Unbelievable. is Kyle Shanahan's record without Jimmy. And you got to wonder... Like, if it's just another game or two where Lance struggles, if they don't turn things back over to Jimmy, mm -hmm. because I think they do have chances. Well, we're going to find out two things, Carm. We're going to find out if Lance is for real, which I, I happen to think he's not. I, I've said that all along. I can't believe they moved up with three. Four, I mean, come, Mike, come on, get that. We're going to find out about them and about Lance, and he'll be out if they don't do well this week, I believe, sooner rather than later. And we're going to find out about Philadelphia. Because Kirk Cousins is coming. Yeah, it's a Monday night game this yeah. week. One Kirk Cousins is coming, boys and girls, and yeah. Minnesota looks good. We'll find out yeah. how good Sirianni in Philadelphia is. What do you think of Seahawks-Niners? Real quick, Mike. I mean, this to mm -hmm. me, this is a, a big-time letdown spot for the Seahawks. The emotional win on Monday Night Football. Now they have to travel mm -hmm. inside the division on a short week. The Niners were completely embarrassed and smoked here yeah. uh, by Chicago. It's a big spread. The Niners are laying about eight and a half. Mm -hmm. But uh, is this like one of those natural letdown spots for the Seahawks? Not a letdown spot. It's, guess what? San Francisco playing on the dry field. Trey Lance, I think, will be better. Okay. Okay. And I think Seattle's defense sucks. I really do. I watched the game. And now I know was, Jamal Adams. He's out for the right, year. I was, wait a minute. I had Seattle. But my God, what a, what a horrible coaching job. By Hackett, he's Horrible. absolutely brutal. He Horrible. should never be allowed to be a head coach. But everybody liked his dad. It's all yeah. nepotism. There's no way that that guy should be a head coach. I heard people say, well, it was only his first game. Listen, I knew how to follow a clock and, and stop a clock when I was 14 watching football. Stop the clock. Stop the clock. Get a timeout. Get a timeout. You got to – wait a minute. All the years you've been coaching – you didn't know how to manage a clock, so you know what? It was unbelievably bad, Mike. It right. was horrible. It was By the way, horrible. I should have lost that game. They fumbled twice on the one. Yeah. But then to go for the 64-yarder. Crazy. When they're two, when the league from 64-plus, folks, you know, Randy's always telling me, you can't keep saying, you know, you own the hot dog stand. Come up with something else. <laughs> You know what I mean? Do something different. You know, quit, come up with a stand. I believe. I heard this stat, that 64-plus career hmm. in the NFL, two for 29. Yeah, I mean, there you go. And so two what are you for doing? 29 and, all and, time. And you, you backed up the Brinks truck for Russell Wilson. I mean, it's just crazy. It was, it, it was Fourth an Fourth and five, you don't give me. And Russell yeah. Wilson shows up in terrible. a tux and gets bossed around. It was terrible. I mean, it was just inexcusable. Did you um, have Denver? It sounds like you had Denver. No, no, I didn't. And you, did you go I, with me? I, I, I was I, terrified. I, no, I was. I totally believed with you that the Seahawks were the right side of that. How that thing How was I hitting, feeling twice on the one-yard line? It was beyond me. Oh. It's like one of those, you know, it's it, tough to figure that into the handicap. Hey, but at the end of the day, it was a winner. Well, you um, know what's funny? Real quick, and then we go. Well, I know we got to probably run, but the three things I've always said you can't handicap, and this is during games. If there's an injury during the game, okay. If there's right. turnovers during the game, right. And then I brought this up on Twitter this week. Clock management. 100%. You cannot handicap a dumbass coach. You are 100% right. Uh, yep. One final note on Seahawks Niners. Pete Carroll, for what it's worth, has yes. owned Kyle Shanahan. Who looks younger at 70, Carroll? Uh, Come on. Might be me. Pete Carroll. Be, uh, Over well, me? No, 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 you still do. But boy, are you sure? He, no, no. I'll tell you, you the two of you together, the two of you, I mean, I that those are two seven-year-olds that know Let how to still have something. fun. You think he jumped last week? You should have seen oh, me jump God. when they did it.
Pete Carroll. I, I jumped higher than him, but he looks terrific. Uh, he looks great. And, and I was been, happy for him. And he's been great against Kyle Shanahan. Now, he did have Russell Wilson as his quarterback, but Seattle is 8-2 and two straight up against the Niners since Shanahan you took know, over in 2017. Did you know that uh, even back to the doomsday defense of the, the Legion NFL, of Doom? Do you know that Seattle's won 15 of the last 17 games against Frisco? Yeah, that's uh, that's. Pr- I'm not surprised that is, when you read eight and, and, two and they since talk about Green Bay and the Bears. Yeah, they've dominated them. Yep. They really. Carroll has owned them. Yep. Right, when we come back, we got some more games to talk about. Uh, we'll hit the college slate a little bit. Jim Miller's got ponies and our best plays before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere. Mike and Carmen coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Oh, yeah, we're cruising along every Friday. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Follow Nor- uh, Mike on Twitter, at north to north uh, I am at Carmen DeFalco. We've talked a lot about the NFL games so far. A couple more that we want to touch on, and we'll get some college in here uh, in this segment mm-hmm. as well. We talked about the Lions being a favorite. Are they ready for the first time since uh, week 11 of 2020 to be a favorite? Small favorite, mm-hmm. about a point and a half against the Commanders. I like Mike's angle there uh, about Washington. How about the Giants at home as a favorite wow. over the Panthers? <laughs> Giants minus a point and a half as well. They were out to about two and a half earlier. Some money in the market here on Carolina, driving this thing back closer to a pick Since 2017, the only team in the NFL that has been a favorite less often than the Giants, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Boy, they really got football going on in New York, don't they? The Giants are a miserable 4-9-1 against the number when laying points over the last five-plus seasons. So not a very comfortable or familiar spot for them, but a good win for them thanks to an outstanding performance from Saquon Barkley, who looked as spry and as healthy and as fresh as he's looked in a long time, Mike. Yeah, I needed him. I really did. And uh, I had the uh, Giants last week. That was uh, one of my better picks. I Mm -hmm. mean, think about this, folks. I mean, I uh, basically lose with Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray. I win with Geno Smith (laughs) and Danny Danny Dimes. That's that's, that's all you need to know. (laughs) And then, and then, I mean, seriously, there was another game I bet with another inferior quarterback. I forget because I had so many games that were going my way. Now, is it going to go our way again this week? Everybody had a pretty good week here. I know on some uh, our pools, a lot of people had a good week. So it's the NFL. There's going to be some unpredictability. But uh, I like what Dable did. I know Dable wanted Trubisky, but Trubisky said he wasn't, and the Giants wanted a quarterback competition between the two, and Trubisky said, no way. I'm not going to battle him. So they stayed with Danny, and I thought they were going to lose that game, and he brought him back, but he made another bad interception. And and, and after that, Dable, I don't think, trusted him too much. I mean, they really went to the ground after that. And thank God Barkley came through. And I don't think Dable wanted him. I think the Giant brass... Uh, still looking at their draft pick from another regime, said you got to have uh, Trubisky battle him, which I think was a misjudgment. I really do. But you know what? They they got the game. 
They won, and I'm thrilled about that. One interesting angle to look at potentially in this game, too, with the Giants as a small home favorite. It does look like, by the way, Kayvon Thibodeau, their number one overall pick, mm-hmm. um, er, their number one pick, is going to make his NFL debut this week. We'll see. But um, remember, Giants D coordinator Wink Martindale uh, left what Baltimore. What a talk show host. I love a great talk show host. And a right, good Mike? friend of Elvis's How back in it? his days in Memphis. He left after many, after many years with Harbaugh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore. He left. So he is now the D.C. in New York, and he's obviously playing. Plenty familiar with Baker Mayfield, having competed against him in that division. Three and five straight up against the uh, uh, against the Browns during his tenure. Uh, that's what Baker was. Uh, three and five, excuse me, against the Ravens in his tenure in the AFC North. Posted a quarterback rating of just 83. So Wink Martindale, pr- uh, plenty familiar with the Panthers' starting quarterback. So maybe uh, use that as part of your calculus. Well, you know what? I think Carolina had a tough game. I think that uh, they weren't as good as Cleveland. I think you're absolutely right. They weren't. I don't think they're going to have as tough a game this week. I think that Carolina might might be the one I would I might pick. I'm, I'd lean Carolina right now. It's not okay. one of my picks. It may be at the end. I haven't decided yet. I'm looking at about six games here, which worries me because when there's that many games for me, doom is coming. What right. happens is Carmen. And what's made him good the last two years, what's made me good for five years, I did not do as good last year. I started off with all two and eight. Uh, this year I'm starting off three and two. What, what really looks good is that when you're putting these games together and you're looking at them, you know what? You can't go by form. Hmm. You can't. And Carmen doesn't go by form. You don't go by form, Carmen, mm-hmm. if you like Seattle. No. You don't, that's not form. That's We went against the public on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes that's the way to do it, too. That's it. We lambasted the Broncos, rightfully so. They're back yeah. home this weekend against the Texans, who had a, a gritty win. I mean, they blew a big lead. You know, Lovey punting for was a tie. Was it a tie? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a tie, but they covered. They had a huge yeah, lead. That's a gritty win for anybody who had Houston. Oh, my God. Uh, and I did have Houston won in, the, in, uh, in our pick five contest. The Broncos, and now here we go again. The Texans, just like last week, getting about double digits, getting 10 points. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, I, I've got to imagine they clean a few things up. They clean up some of the procedure mistakes that they made. The Broncos at home this time of year historically have a great advantage. If you go back to 2002, so the last 20 seasons, mm-hmm. the Broncos are 30-8 and eight straight up in mile high in the month of September. Now, will they cover a 10-point spread? I'm not so sure. I think the Texans are a little feisty. I think Davis Mills is showing that you know he's got some game in his good, last seven games as player. a starter. Yeah, listen to these numbers. His last seven games as a mm-hmm. starter, going back to last year, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's completed nearly 70% of his passes. So Those uh, are Watson I, stats. Yeah, I mean, like there. he's been very good, you yeah. know, and I think there's uh, there's a little toughness and a little grit in, in, in Lovey's Texans right now. I, I You know, probably not a game I'll end up playing, but just Me remember neither. that the Broncos are great straight up for what it's worth at home this time of year, I think. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do anything with this game, but I, 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 I the lean – but I don't have enough. The lean was Houston. You mentioned you mentioned with Luke the uh, bloodbath that was college football last week. I mean, oh my ter- God, I would have gone zero five. Yeah, if I would have taken the media pool that I'm in, you where you could take college, mm. I would have had Notre Dame. Oh. Uh, I would have had. Uh, I mean, look at the bra- Scott Frost is gone. Yeah, no, How I know. About I mean, that? look the the Big Ten. You know, in Notre Dame, not even to mention, obviously not a Big Ten school, but just locally for us, yeah. uh, Notre Dame had, a, had a, a home loss outside the conference. So did Nebraska. So did Wisconsin. So did Iowa. Iowa's a joke. Dead last in the country in offense. Dead last, 130th, folks. Seven, uh, one touchdown. One offensive touchdown in two home games. Iowa is an embarrassment to 
uh, offense in this day and age into college football. <laughs> but right what's now. their record? That's the whole funny uh, the part. Two and it's it's ridiculous. Well, one and one, one and one. They lost yeah. last week. You got Notre ridiculous. Dame. You got Notre Dame. Who? What do you make new- of Notre Dame? Zero three with Freeman now, Mike. I think he'll be out in two years if it doesn't turn around like uh, like other coaches have. I mean, I I was looking. I don't. I'm not only right about the Bear coaches. I used to call. What was that guy, Davey? What was his first uh, name? It was uh, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Davey. Yeah, I used to call him Bob Wani, okay, <laughs> because the hype that he came with, uh, Bob Wani, I, I used to call him that all the time. He, he reminded me of Wanstead. Bob he came Wani. to a high-powered program and was a mess. Willingham, the same way. Jerry Faust from Ohio, mm. okay, the same way. You can't keep this guy. This, this was a trigger hiring. They didn't really delve into anything. It's sort of like they said, let's let's try to get a new coach as quickly as we can because we're embarrassed that the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, Brian Kelly, left us, and they hired this guy with no experience. And I don't think Notre Dame's uh, history lends to a head coach with no experience. You've got to have some. He blew a three-touchdown lead in his Absolutely. first game in the bowl game last year. Now, Absolutely. you could say, well, that was Oklahoma State. Then they lose to Ohio State. You could say, well, that was Ohio State. You can't be losing to Marshall at home. Uh, I think Notre Dame Can I tell right. you this? I don't think he could coach as a head coach. I think gonna, he's, he's a great assistant. recruiter, but Absolutely. we're going to see if he can coach. You're right, Mike. Now, Notre I'm just Dame, being honest. Notre Dame should get right this weekend. Cal struggled to put UNLV away last week. Cal is outside the top Would you 90. touch him? No. Outside the top 90 in efficiency and offense, but I still wouldn't touch Notre Dame laying no 11 way. Half. They should get right this week. They should get a win. We'll see. I uh, think there's people at Notre Dame already saying to themselves, maybe we screwed this oh, one. Oh, I bet they're wondering. You can't be 0-3 at Notre Dame. They're you also, can't. They're also going to a backup quarterback because Tyler Buckner is done for well, the Well, that's been the inability of Notre Dame, Correct. whoever it has been, to get a good quarterback, a they great quarterback to come in. That's true. Kelly uh, be- couldn't do it. BYU-Oregon this week is a good one out west. Listen to this stat, everybody. The Oregon Ducks have won. Are you ready for this? 28 straight non-conference games at home. The last time they lost a non-conference game at home was to Boise State in 2008, you guys. Now, the Cougars may have emptied the tank in the overtime win at home against Baylor last week. They're the higher-rated team or the higher-ranked team, but they are the underdog. Oregon laying three and a half. That should be a fun game uh, out in Eugene this weekend. And then you also have MSU going out to Washington. Another pretty good one as Mel Tucker looks for a win on the road against the Washington team that has played pretty well offensively in the first couple weeks. And they have Michael Penix, the former Indiana quarterback, who's very familiar with Michigan State, starting for them this weekend. How about about this? How about Wisconsin against New Mexico State? i got to get Randy's take on this. Randy, wait. Wait, wait, wait. They're minus 37, but the total's only 46. Go figure. Yeah. I mean, Randy, I got to, I got to get a little preview. That's yeah, amazing. I got to get a little preview about the Badger, Randy. I mean, how can you lay that many points with that total? You can't, right? right? I don't think so. Right, Merck? Yeah, it was, it was, it was brutal. And I, I predicted they were going to lose. I told um, last week. I told uh, Abdal. I said that Badgers were going to lose. They lost half their defense, but it was they still outgained them. So okay, they should. Okay, but what about this? What about week, this week? Where they are? Listen to this. Minus thirty-seven. Where the total? Oh, 46. my bad. It's crazy. Uh, I they'll they'll not cover. They won't cover. There's no way. Yeah, no there chance. There's no way they're. But Braylon Allen will have multiple touchdowns. I love Braylon Allen. I do. Yeah, I do what too. do you, What do you think of Miami A and M? Real quick, Mike, because A and M was another one of those teams that was embarrassed at home. Uh, they, they did. You might have heard if people were listening yesterday when we talked to Todd Furman, he made the point of this. 
The the Aggies didn't run 40 plays. That, that's ridiculous, right. especially with the athletes he has in this day and age of college football. Um, I, this seems like a lay it or don't play it for me. I think well, Miami Texas just lost their back. top receiver. Yes, yes. So and, and I loved Miami, but then they lost their top receiver, so I'm not touching it. But I yeah. want to see Jimbo Fisher lose. I do. I want to see him lose. I think he's just a below-average coach. He had Jameis Winston. That's the one he won. He had the top guy in all of college football at that time. I know he had to navigate the nonsense, standing on the tables, yelling and getting crazy. But he had a hell of a team there. He got paid a lot of money not to do what he did last week. So we'll see what happens. But – Saban had to be laughing. Not Period. good that, um, like Mike said, Miami has lost its uh, best and fastest yep. wide receiver. Night game in College Station after getting embarrassed. I would think A&M comes out and plays very well. Yeah, they uh, should. Six and one against the spread at home last year. Zero oh and two so far this year. If but they don't, there's a problem. There's a problem. This seems like a lay it or don't play it to me. And do we think Nebraska gets a little bump now that they've made the coaching change, Mike? No. Mm. They're they're what eleven. Eleven. Now and that, what's that your was your inclination. What's that your was inclination? A, my inclination would be that this them. is a spot to take the Huskers. I don't know if I feel great about it, but we've Me also too. we've missed the best of the number. This was a two touchdown line. Then they yeah. made the coaching change, and yeah. it went down to eleven. Guess what? I'm not touching this game because it's, it is yeah. my inclination. Me and you. Hey, yippee! They got a new coach. Now they're going to be great. Well. There seems to be a disparity with the odds. Yeah, you and, know? and I think if you didn't get on when it was 14, I, I, I think you stay away from it now. Stay. We missed the best. Would have been a nice middle. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> All right, when we come back, Jim Miller's got some ponies, and then Jim our hey. best plays. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Answering the home stretch on The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco every week. Make sure you listen to us on the ESPN Chicago app or you can catch the Encore replay Saturday morning 8 to 9 on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2. Time to get some ponies for the weekend. He's been red hot for, I don't know, the last 15 months. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, one of the best in the business. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim, the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy, what's Hello, up? Oh, boys. We went three for three last week. Oh, had a six-to-one shot yes. winner, so that was a beautiful thing for Night of Champions. And, guys, this is our only weekend off for live racing until Christmas. So wow. we're busy as always at Hawthorne, but this is our one little time, and it is a very little gap for a conversion from one meet to the next. And you guys are the only track in the country, right, Jimmy? You've made yep. this point that is still doing this track conversion. It's not just, well, put the harnesses away and bring in the thoroughbreds. There's a major conversion that takes place of the racetrack. Yeah, what people don't understand is this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and actually it's 24 hours a day and about four days for us to convert that track from a standard bread surface to thoroughbreds. Because you have the limestone base for the harness track, well, you have to lay eight inches of dirt inside out on a whole mile oval, put the rail in, put the turf rails in, clear out the barn area from all the horses that were leaving from the harness meet and get it all set and cleaned up again for horses coming in for the thoroughbred meet. And when you have a 1,000 horses shipping in, it's a big undertaking to take place, but our guys do a great job. They're very good about it, and we'll be ready to roll when races open up again on Friday. I mean, just to lay down the new track and keep it level, yeah. I mean, that's what takes so long, I would imagine. I mean, you can lay, if it was grass, you can lay sod. If it's dirt, you can lay mm. dirt. But, it's about making it level, right? 
And what people don't understand, Mike, and it's a great point, it's not like you can just take a dump truck and yep. just pour it out of the back of the truck and then try to spread it out from there because then it's never going to be level. So you're basically, you look at a salt spreader, for example, going around spreading salt. That's what we're doing with dirt hour after hour after hour. You're constantly making loops on the track so you can get it level and even the whole way around. You go a couple inches at a time, and then you have to run a blade over it to level it out. It's like using a trowel, and then you wow. have to go for another couple inches. So they're doing this all day long. They do a great job of it. But I'll tell you, these guys are gas. They work really hard, and then they go right into the next meet, and it's almost like they don't miss a beat. That's incredible. All right, with no action at Hawthorne this weekend, uh, people can still go out to the track, watch the games, bet the games, or any of the 16 off-track betting parlors, but uh, go to the track and the Points Bet Sportsbook. You can have a great time there. Where are we wagering ponies-wise this week with uh, Hawthorne being dark for really uh, only, what, like two weekends, three weekends out of the year that you guys are dark? So. Yeah, exactly. It's not a whole lot of dark time, but yeah. you're right, Carmen. We're open for full card simulcast. I'm going to start with one race at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. Race number nine, but the sixth blind spot across the board. This is a horse that has speed and likes the distance. And then we'll go to two races at Canterbury Park Saturday night. Race 10, but the eight, two fills across the board. This is a horse that we know. Larry Ravelli, a local trainer, trains this horse. And then in race 11, but the one, Tony's tap it across the board. This horse is a standout off the last two races, but might still provide a little bit of value. So we'll bet three races across the board this weekend, one at Gulfstream, race nine, the six horse across the board, then Canterbury Park Saturday night, race 10, the eight horse, and race 11, the one horse. Again, all of those horses bet across the board, win, place, and show. Sound right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. Get ready for an NFL Sunday. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller. By the way. I haven't seen a race lately at Hawthorne. I might have to go out there. But then again, I didn't see the football game last night, okay? Oh, because of Amazon? Oh, this nonsense. Come on. You, this is the same thing that happened to Reinsdorf back in the day. He went pay-per-view, and then a lot of fans left because stuff they used to get for free. Look, there, there's no... I know what the NFL's doing. I talked to a guy. He told me basically the contract was set for 16 games a year. Now that they got 17, they had to make up that money. They gave you one free game. But the fact that they're asking at least 50% of their fan base over 50 years old to go to bars and yeah. you can watch it for free or you got to pay for it at home, this tells me I, all I need to know about Roger Goodell, period, end of story. I didn't miss it. I watched Die Hard. <laughs> I watched Tokyo Joe. Wait, did I did I see you were watching uh, Vacation too? I watched Vacation. I watched Tokyo Joe with Humphrey Bogart. That's awesome. Okay, Die Hard, and I watched a little bit of the Twins Royals. Amazing. I'm not going to go for this crap. That's a bunch of BS. They're greedy. They screwed the fans when they did this. And I heard, you know, I understand. I heard people that have talk shows. Uh, I, I won't name the name, but they were blasting away on what this was going to happen. Then they were told halfway through that DraftKings was a sponsor, okay? And all of a sudden today, there was still criticism, but not as harsh, you mm. know, because DraftKings happens to own that station. You know what I mean? It's mm. a, it, And I love DraftKings. I have nothing against them. And good for them for sponsoring. But the bottom line is, I think that's a huge mistake and the greed of the owners trying to get that extra game Get money for that extra game that they didn't contract. Well, there's greed, all right. There's no doubt. Oh, I mean, I'm guessing Amazon is paying north of a billion. I got to see Goodell to... and, Be and Bezos sitting together. Yeah, that's come right. on, they were together. A lot of money. In I, that I box. do appreciate the fact he's got a great company. Yes, but you got to have that game on TV, Carm. 
You got the NFL Network showing Broncos Chargers. I know, right? Or whatever I the know. hell, Broncos Seahawks. Yeah, I, I I what, maybe it's on the NFL Network, no, but that yeah. would defeat the Unless purpose. it's in the home market, which it's always free in the home market, yeah, for people out of the market. If you weren't in Kansas and by City the way, or L.A., yeah, you needed to watch it. By the time. way, for everybody out there, I'm going to say this. We heard there was 300,000 bars that had DirecTV a deal. There's only 75,000 bars in the country. There's 625,000 restaurants. We heard some of them were restaurants. Go to Gibson's, eat in the dining room while the yeah, game's on luck. in the bar. That it's a happening. joke. Yeah, you can't do that. That's no. true. All right, Mikey, what do we like this weekend to uh, make some money for everybody? What are we thinking? I got some good ones here, Carm. I'm, I'm really excited. I love it. I don't know anything about Mississippi and Georgia Tech, but this came out. I'm going college a little bit. Okay. Okay, because they're going to have a family party for my birthday Sunday so you, from 12 to 3, so you know what's going to happen to me. You know, they're going to sing happy birthday. I'll be in the other room checking you'll be the score. In, right, you'll be in the basement watching yeah, TV. Yeah, watching TV. Okay, so it's Mississippi minus 16 and a half against Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech. The over-under 64. I'm taking Georgia Tech. At one and one against Mississippi, uh, at two and zero, uh, getting the sixteen and a half, and I'm going over the total sixty four in that game. And Love I got it. one more after you're done. Okay. Um, I hope I don't regret this uh, making the Jags a best play, but Ooh. let's roll with the Jags this weekend. This I love the love the matchup here with the Colts and the Jags. Uh, Reich versus Peterson is obviously intriguing. They know each other so well, but Jacksonville has won seven straight at home against the Colts. The Colts are just 1-4 against the number in their last five division games. For whatever reason, Frank Reich can't get his team to start fast. They finish well, which is good, but Reich is just 8-12-1 straight up in weeks 1 through 5 as a head coach. So the Jags catching 4 at home. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Indy put up more yards than anyone last weekend, but man, it's just 20 points and a tie to show for it. And now Michael Pittman Jr., who was phenomenal in week one, was downgraded at practice yesterday. DeForest Buckner has missed practice this week. So I'm going to uh, back Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson looking a little bit better and sharper offensively in week two. I'll say the Jags plus four at home. Yeah, that's a good one. And Trevor Lawrence better, better start getting it together. I know that they got a new staff, so I'm going to be patient with them. You know, I'm, I'm going with Minnesota. Uh, Vikings? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Vikings. Got it. I mean, uh, you know, everybody's expecting big things out of Philadelphia. Well, I think everybody's expecting big things out of Minnesota. I think Minnesota's encouraged by what they saw out of Green Bay last week. If Green Bay should happen to win, but or 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 and barely or lose, you know, Minnesota could run this division. I'm going to take Minnesota in that in the in that game. I'm going to take another home dog here. It's another division game too, where the Saints are at home catching two and a half against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Saints are four zero straight up against Tampa in the regular season. The last two years, Ooh. Tom Brady did win the division around playoff game there, and they lost Godwin. Well, they, Mike, nine offensive players for the Bucs have been on the injury report this week. Nine, including, as you mentioned, Chris Godwin, who just came back and now hurt his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember last year when the Bucs uh, lost 9 nothing at home as a big favorite? Uh, Tom Brady was pretty fired up after an interception. Uh, Dennis Allen was coaching that day for um, Sean Payton, who was out with COVID. And Dennis Allen was clapping, and Brady ran by and dropped a, an F-bomb in his face. So <laughs> I'm sure he'll be plenty fired up, but... Dennis Allen has been great against him. He hasn't blitzed him a lot. He's shown him a lot of quarters coverage and just frustrated him. And since 2010, and I know this is a lot of Breeze and Peyton, but since 2010, the Saints are 4-1 and one straight up, 5-0 and oh against the number as a division dog did at Winston home. Did Winston throw any I interceptions last week? I, I think he did. 
Really? He might have in the first half. I got to double check that. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. He played really well when it in mattered the second late. Half. Yes. Yeah. Boy, All the right. Falcons know how to blow a lead, don't they? Well, I'll tell you now. what. Well, yeah, they do. And, oh, you know, God. they weren't even supposed to be in the game as far as uh, I'm concerned. But that's what that's all I got right now. I got Minnesota, Perfect. Philadelphia, and I got the two college games. I love it. Um, one game Place. we didn't talk about, but just uh, I'll say slight lean for me, too, with another uh, dog on the road this time is the Dolphins at the Ravens. I won't give it out as a best play, but just we'll give a little lean on the Dolphins. Couch change. Plus, couch change on the Dolphins this week. Don't worry. If we don't they, win, I won't bring it up. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> they, they did a phenomenal defensive job against Lamar Jackson yeah. as, as about a touchdown underdog last year, and they won straight up. So. Now, you know what? We, there we what go. time it is? What, what about Randy? It? Randy. Let's go with uh, Purdue on the road against Ooh. the Qs. One and a half. I'll take the money line on that. Okay. Purdue and, money line? Yep. Yeah. And then okay. Western right. Kentucky at Indiana. Let's at take Indiana. the six and a half. Yeah, I like Beautiful. it. All right. Sounds good. By the way, I'll be on at 148. The podcast yes. will be up, so make sure you guys tune in, Carmen Yurko, all day long if you want, and the rest of everybody, especially over the weekend. Thanks to Randy Merkin and Jake Cantu for getting us up and running, and, of course, Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, and thank you for listening. Happy wagering, everybody, and Mike and I will see you back here again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.